0: On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Nicholas Hedegaard from The Magic 5. Super interesting conversation. Uh, These guys make goggles that are unique to every person that put them on, custom goggles, and they are scaling absolutely massively. Uh, They were on, I was going to say Dragon's Den, they were on Shark Tank last year and were uh, able to get investment from two of the big guys uh, over there. I mean, they're all big guys. We talked through that and what it looks like to take on investors and what that relationship looks like. Honestly, this is an episode for every single person listening to this podcast. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way. And we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow. Now on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5am to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code UPGROWTH for 15% off. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by Nicholas Hedegaard from The Magic Five. Nicholas, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you on all the way from Denmark. I actually don't know if I've ever had anybody from Denmark on the podcast before. So you may be number one. So uh, I've had some Swedish people come on before. We've had the former founder of Pock and Cake on. And that was uh, an interesting conversation. I love the design. Like, I feel like we just don't get design. Maybe in Canada, we get it a little bit more. <laughs> but I feel like mm-hmm. in North America in general, it's like, we just don't get design the way that you guys get design. What's up with that?
1: Oh, that's a broad <laughs> question. I um, I don't know. We have style over here. I don't know what the why we actually care so much about that. I think our two biggest exports in Denmark is uh, design and pork, like bacon and pork. <laughs> oh, oh, and pork. Okay, okay. Two yeah.
0: wonderful things. Two, two things that make things. the world so great. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: So Nicholas, for people
1: who don't know anything about you, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. So uh, as you said, my name is Nicholas. I work for the Magic Five. I'm one of the founders. We make custom made swimming goggles that are custom-made to fit your face. Before I did this, I was a professional swimmer. So I pretty much firsthand tried all the goggles that are out there on the cool. market. And over the years, just kind of found out that there was something to be done about it. Uh, I could do better. So together with a friend and his uncle, we set out to make the best swimming goggles in the world. And we know, knew nothing about it when we started. And fast forward, I would say four and a half years now, we're we're selling all over the world. Uh, we have, a, I guess, a medium-sized e-commerce store, and we want to take this rocket ship to the moon.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. I've got some questions here. How do you make custom goggles? Like like how, how does that whole process work and why would somebody want custom mm. goggles? Like, aren't there just like general
1: face shapes that work? Mm-hmm. great questions so i guess i would start with uh if you look around people are all different right and to keep water out it really comes down to small millimeters around your eye socket oh yeah uh, getting yeah, someone yeah, yeah. to really uh, something to, to really sit there and be tight uh, not tight but like uh, i guess watertight prevent leakage yeah and what we don't want is to have suction on your face right you see all these other swimming goggles out there if you ever tried swimming these goggles they have sort of a flap structure that's there to create suction you tighten in the strap and you hope for the best yeah that route we didn't really believe in so it actually works in a way that during the purchasing process you have to download our app and scan your face with your smartphone we make a 3D no way. model of, of your eye socket and then Okay go on go on <laughs> we custom produce a pair of swimming goggles and send it straight to the door and they uh, they look like this so When they come in the mail, we'll have pre-fitted the nose piece that fits you the best based on that 3D scan that we made. The real magic is really happening here on the backside of it. This is the gasket. It's like a silicone rubber structure. Okay. And that is a mirror of my eye socket. This one is fits me. So if I send this one to you, it won't fit you, right? That's the whole idea. Every every person gets their own pair. So when I put that one on, it really sits into my eye socket and it fits really nice. I don't get deep red marks around my eyes. I don't have to tighten them as much. can wear them for longer. I can focus on swimming
0: Awesome awesome that's amazing. So for people who are listening to this podcast which is you know the majority of you guys listen to this one and don't watch it on YouTube but for people who are listening, this is a beautiful pair of goggles. This goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning that we don't understand design the way that they understand design just a gorgeous pair of goggles. Let me just ask you a couple of questions here. When did you guys know that this would actually be scalable Because I think like custom I'm like, oh my gosh, how in the world are you going to scale? This up—that's a—that's a huge task, right? And you had to create, you know, some kind of, or you had to either create or acquire the software. Walk me through all of that. How—how how in
1: the world did you have the audacity to think that this was scalable? So um did now I get—I have to think back, like four years. What my, my state of mind was back there was probably—if <laughs> yeah. we known all the things we knew today, we maybe wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> we sure have done it in a different way. But I would say that we all—the three founders here in the team—we all share. I believe that custom things are the future, right? Um, the days of the past are where you have to, you go down, you buy a t-shirt and you buy a small, medium, large. I think in the future, there's no small, medium, large. There's a custom thing for all the products out there that you want. And we really wanted to tap into that. And we probably chose one of the toughest products to begin with, to keep our water. I imagine, yes. It would have been much better to make a bike, a goggle or skiing goggles or something like that. that just have to keep out some air. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. been way easier. But uh, Yeah, the, not water. The process, the process because is of actually, water uh, is water. So yeah, exactly. It's horrible. It's horrible. It gets in everywhere. But I would say that the, the secret is actually in the name, the Magic 5. So we want to take products that are 95% standardized. So when you get the pair of goggles, for example... Our goggles here. Uh, yeah. All customers will get the same temple, the same elastic band, the same size and shape of the lens, and also the same clip on the backside here that sort of holds the band together. All okay. customers will get totally identical. That's how we keep the cost low, right? Yes, yes. Of and course. make it affordable. Yeah. Had we go, we had to go out and make molds for every person. Forget it. We will never sell a single pair, right? Yeah. <laughs> So that's really the secret. Taking a product when ninety five percent of it, is, it can be standardized, and we take five percent that dif- makes the whole difference in making it custom, and we play with that. So for oh, these goggles, I love that. That would be the the custom part on the back that touches your face. Can we control that? Then we can make a pair of goggles that work for you.
0: Awesome. And obviously, through your research and through you know you being a swimmer as well, you probably realized like, oh, there's just this little tiny thing that we need to tweak per person that we don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So now this makes sense why and how this is scalable. So you guys have some big goals for this year. You know, you guys are hopefully going to hit eight figures this year and then just kind of continue to scale to the moon. What is working? It's 2022. We're recording this sort of early April of 2022. A lot of brands are having a really difficult time this year from the brands that, you know, that we talked to in my mastermind and, you know, brands at our uh, agency Upgrowth, all of that kind of stuff. And then even our personal brands, you know, it's just, it's a little different than it was in 2020 and early 2021. What's working for you guys? Let's take a quick break. Hey guys, just a quick note from me, you know, if the beginning of this year has been absolutely brutal for ads, you are not alone. There's a lot of people out there that are absolutely struggling. Now, we have not been seeing nearly the carnage that a lot of you out there have been seeing at Growth Commerce. And so I put together this master document, it took me hours upon hours to put together for you guys. And I want to give it to you guys for absolutely free. And so this walks through the three big fixes that we're seeing to fix your Facebook ad account in 2024. And I really do think that this is the way again, we're not seeing those issues barely at all in any of the accounts. And we handle a lot of accounts between the brands that I own between everyone else that we work with at app growth commerce, we're just not seeing those same issues that a lot of people are seeing. And so I've identified these three huge buckets, and I've got a master document that walks through all of that. So if you guys want to go to wwwappgrowthcommercecom slash ad problems. That's upgrowthcommerce.com slash ad problems and download the resource from there. I think that you guys are going to get a ton from this document and hopefully be able to turn your ad account around. Now, remember, if this is not an issue for you, that's totally okay. (laughs) But if you are having issues with your ad account in 2024, I highly recommend going and downloading that resource. Again, upgrowthcommerce.com slash ad problems. Now back to today's episode.
1: So uh, what's working is still paid media. It is working for us. We are, we're lucky in a position where we're growing a lot Um we're 3Xing year over year and we're on target to do that this year as well. Wow. We have something in the, in the baggage that probably a lot of companies don't have at this point, which was, uh, we went on Shark Tank last year. So oh, awesome. that's a nice, that's a really nice asset to have with you when you want to do e-commerce that you can put that. So sort of that stamp of approval on it all on the whole thing and say absolutely shark tank this is where we show the product this is the proof of concept that you need and yeah we also came back with a with a nice investment from there so
0: oh that's great can you talk about which shark yes yeah, so can for
1: sure <laughs> i can yeah, oh you can
0: oh awesome awesome great
1: great it's aired in uh, in october so i can for sure talk about it um so we got the robert herjabek he wanted to be a part of oh the, awesome on the show and then right after the show mark actually reached out to robert and and he also wanted to be part of the deal so we have Mark Cuban and Robert Hochevik as part of the of the team.
0: Oh we you know what? We actually've had quite a few Cuban alumni on this podcast mm. before. So that Makes is sense. wonderful. And I think isn't Robert Canadian as well? He is. Yeah. He, he yeah, that's right. Way. That's right. I can sense Canadians, you know, like there's a there's a <laughs> little there's quite a difference, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just
0: like I'm sure you can sense, you know, Swedes and Norwegians, you know, that, that are a little different than than Danish people. So where was I? <laughs> so so you, so you got the investment from them. What does that exactly mean? And what does that look like? Is there a strategic side to that with the sharks or is this just purely capital that comes in?
1: There's a, definitely a strategic side. You go in uh, sort of you can't really control what's happening in there, right? You're in there for an almost an hour. And they ask you all kinds of questions and they, they sort of boil it down to 10 minutes when it's on the show. Uh, but you're actually in there for an hour and there's not much control that you have right of who gets to you, first you have to convince somebody to actually believe in you right yeah yeah and then but you still have sort of uh, these are the sharks that we would like uh, to go with or to, if we can choose and it, it was in fact uh, Robert and, and Mark that we wanted to to have as part of the, the team and that basically boils down to their strategic capabilities they can really help us push into other products where we can, can use our technology
0: mm, I gotcha so if- it's interesting. Let, let's get into investment just a little bit here, <laughs> taking on investors, right? So you start to look for for investment capital, but it's really not just about capital, is it? It's about those kind of connections that they can also make for you. So when let's just say you know having uh, Robert. Uh, on board, what can he do for you? And what will he do for you as an investor? Will he just strictly make some connections for you? Will he he actually go to bat for you and be like, Hey, look, I I need you guys to do this for me. What does that relationship exactly look like?
1: So it's different from investor to investor, right? Yeah, they all people, they all have specific uh, capabilities that they are proud of and things that they want to do and help you with in your company. Uh, I think with Mark and Robert, they also operate differently. We have uh, received a lot of help in terms of actually our paid acquisition, running through our channels. Uh, what can we improve? These are uh, best practices that you should follow. Why are you not doing this? And we're pushing us a little bit along the way. And uh, cool, cool. And really helping and assisting. They've been really good at that.
0: Cool. That's awesome. I, I think for a lot of people, when they're thinking about taking on investors, they think like, oh, is this just going to be a, like a new
1: boss that I have? Does it hmm. feel like that kind of relationship or does it feel
0: more like of like a partner
1: kind of relationship? <laughs> that's a good question. I really believe if, if you're doing the right things, right? And you have uh, built up a team that trusts you, then it doesn't feel like a horrible boss, right? If you can show what, that you're actually performing well and that things are going in the right direction and you're following your targets and everything, then you have no problem. It's just a person that's along for the ride and is there to assist you. So that's really what we try to do. Awesome. This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics
0: platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now back to today's episode. Being in the swim world, I'm sure, you know, the professional swim world is pretty small and closed. Have you guys hit any or been able to, to sponsor uh, any big name swimmers?
1: Yeah. So athlete endorsements is a part of what we do, obviously being in the, in the sports world. We sponsor the world's biggest triathlete. Oh, cool. I call him the goat. To me, he is the goat. There's probably uh, people that think (laughs) differently. But uh, Jan Frodeno, he's a really, really great triathlete from Germany. Oh, awesome. He actually invested in the company as well two years ago. And after that, we also got one of the best swimmers in the world. His name is Matt Grievers, He's American. He's a six-time Olympic medalist. Wow, wow! So Mm -hmm. I
0: I just I wanted to take a little aside here because I I feel like we're sort of like focusing a little bit on the investor side (laughs) here, and I'm actually really pumped about this. At one of my companies right now, I'm actually doing a raise right now as well, and I've always used my own capital for stuff, and I'm like now bringing on other investors is a weird uh, dynamic for me because I've always kind of been the boss. I'm sure you guys know after 300 and whatever episodes that that's how I like to like to be, Um, and so I'm I'm super interested in this, and that's why these conversations can be so awesome. So. I love the idea of bringing on a strategic investor who is huge in the space absolutely brilliant for you to take on, you know, who you think that the goat is the greatest of all time in swimming, right? How wonderful to have them a part of your brand. One of my buddies is part of our, uh, the mastermind that we run. He's in the sportswear world and Steve Nash is one of his investors, right? Mm-hmm. Friggin awesome, right? Have these people who are huge in the space and have massive influence, right? Do this for you. And, and most likely they're going to be doing a ton of free PR for you along the entire way too. So, because they're so invested in what you are doing. So I hope that this gets your guys' wheels turning on what is possible in your space. And these people want equity, right? They want to be able Mm -hmm. to build beyond the influence that they have right now. So Nicholas, you're absolutely brilliant. Tell me what else is working for you guys right now. I think
1: we're in the same position as everybody else that we see that paid acquisition is not the same as it was last year, but we're also different because we're growing so much that we can't really, we don't have years of experience in looking back and comparing results and there's also seasonality in swimming. More people swim in the summer. And two years ago, no people were swimming at this time because everything was in lockdown, right? Yes. <laughs> so we don't have tons of, uh, of information to go by. Uh, we hear that the market is is down e-commerce, but it is still our main channel, Facebook, Google, Instagram, and it still works for us. So
0: Anything working on TikTok for you guys yet?
1: We're experimenting. We haven't found. Uh, I, I'm gonna do a lot of uh, Danish things, perhaps. Okay, okay, okay. In Denmark, we say uh, like the golden goose. Is that a, is that an English term as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. the laser if, if you're egg. using it the same way that we do, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We haven't found that for TikTok yet. Okay. But uh, we're working on it a uh, little bit on Pinterest. Uh, I'm struggling a little bit with that platform um, compared to the other the other uh, two: Google and and Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. But that's sort of a uh, yeah. We're primarily Facebook, Instagram, and and then Google is second.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. So just a, a quick aside for our listeners, and this is not just because they're the sponsor of, of the podcast right now this month, but um, if you guys are going to go onto TikTok and go hard on TikTok, we'd be talking about TikToks so much on this podcast please use triple whale guys or use one of triple whale's competitors i don't really care whether you use them or somebody else i personally love triple whale everybody who asks on linkedin or twitter or wherever facebook i'm obsessed with it it has really changed advertising landscape in a post ios 14.5 world for us for the better we're scaling these campaigns where you know tiktok will say it's getting zero conversions and triple whale is like mm, actually that one's running at a three return announcement you had no idea because you weren't tracking properly, right? TikTok's internal ad tracking is horrific. It is horrific. I don't know if I've seen any accounts that are ROI positive if they're not using third party track. So just whatever it is, I recommend triple whale. You can always use our code. I think it's upgrowth 15 or upgrowth or something like that. You can message one of our team members, but it's I highly recommend using a better source of truth than TikTok if you're going to get onto it. So that's for you, Nicholas. That's for the thousands of people that listen to this. Just really want you guys to understand that it's very important to be able to measure properly. Uh, Nicholas, I got to ask you the question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling?
1: Well, it is exactly what you were just talking about it is understanding the metrics, understanding the distribution, understanding where to put your money and where don't where you shouldn't put your money. We also use Triplewell, and I didn't know that that was the month's sponsor. So <laughs> that... Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, also, I should let everyone know that
1: Raba didn't
0: show up for his podcast episode today, so they're not perfect, okay, guys? They're they're not perfect.
1: <laughs> no, but they're doing something right. They're sure doing something right. No, that that is really it for us. I've worked with so many different agencies, and a thing that I've come to learn that sets us a little bit apart from the rest, I haven't scaled other companies. This is the only company that I have tried to scale, right? Uh, yeah. But what works for us is to really try to throw a lot of things up on the wall and see what sticks. We don't try to micromanage or have a brand book that everyone has to follow to a T and be like, hey, this doesn't follow the brand. You can't post it. You can't do this. You can't do that. We are much more in a testing environment with a with social, do whatever. There might be a customer out there that responds well to this. Then when they come onto our universe, when they come to the website, when they sign up for email marketing, when they follow in our community on Facebook or something like that, then they will get the feeling of the product and of us and of cool. the, the brand. But for the first touch point for an ad, couldn't care less whatever makes them whatever makes the person tick and be like hey this sounds interesting i'll i'll see what that's about go for it i think that's a big that is a big thing that is a, you just got
0: my mind spinning thinking how incredible of a way of being that is so uh, lots of times i like to really separate strategy and tactics, right? And this is big strategic kind of thinking. I actually don't know if any of my podcast listeners know this, but I was a paramedic for about 12 years. And we went from as paramedics, we went from following protocols. So you had to do this, like this, like this, like this, to then having treatment guidelines. So treatment guidelines Mm -hmm. really allowed you to to be able to dance right throughout like, oh, well, because not every scenario is the same. And so what I'm hearing from from what you're talking about there is that you like treatment guidelines, right? It's like, well, hey, we don't want to have this like narrow focus. It's like, we want to do what is actually in the end going to work for the brand, right? And is going to, to elevate the brand and get customers in in the end. And whatever that looks like, let's do it. So that was just a bit of a, a, an interesting context shift for me. So thank you mm-hmm.
1: for, uh, for saying that. It's a good analogy. I think uh, uh, there's only so many ways you can talk about swimming goggles without sounding repetitive. So I think if you further try to sort of uh, set boundaries for yourself, you quickly run against the wall trying to make absolutely and
0: uh, nicholas i got three more questions left for you i hope that you are ready mm-hmm. all right yeah <laughs> perfect first question for you favorite tool or app that you're using right now
1: well would say triple well but uh if i have to say something else nah, it's <laughs> they're getting a lot of love on this podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're getting a lot of love <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'll add one to that. Okay, perfect. So you're going to just go with triple whale. Yeah, there's nothing else that uh, that works as well for me right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's it.
0: <laughs> it's the one tab that I have open because uh, I, I, I don't run our own advertising for our brands or agency or mm-hmm. anything like that. But it's the one tab I have open at all times mm-hmm. because it's so helpful. It's just the most helpful way to run a business. The best source of truth that I have found in 2022 by far.
1: In some ways, they're better than the the platforms as running their own metrics. For example, Facebook. I can't find the CPA on Facebook. They won't yeah. summarize it for an, like how
0: <laughs> exactly what yeah.
1: Yeah, but Turbo can do it, and that's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Next question for you: favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? I actually listen to a lot of uh, non-work related stuff. I listen to true crime. I listen to Danish podcasts about news. And I don't listen to anything that has anything to do with my work. I really try good, to stay good. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Separate it. Do you
0: guys have the show Severance in uh, in Denmark?
1: No. Okay. Mm.
0: It's this new Apple TV Plus show Mm. where they put a chip in somebody's brain. So when they go to work, they don't remember their other life. And then at Mm -hmm. their other life, they don't remember work. Mm -hmm. It's a helpful thing to do. You don't have that separation of business and work or business and life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I got one last question for you here, Nicholas. If you could sit down with anybody, doesn't have to be business related. You get an hour with them. They have to be alive. It
1: can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's so many people i would like to talk to that's why you have a podcast isn't it <laughs> that's why i have a podcast exactly it's just to yeah, get to talk exactly. to interesting people like you <laughs> that's a good question one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is lex friedman you're familiar with him okay no he's a scientist he's crazy smart he knows a lot about ai maybe i would pick his brain for the ai stuff cool cool mm-hmm. well make sure to put him in the show notes because
0: that's uh that's super interesting and i always love learning about these new people and for for our listeners who are listening I'm not sure if if our editors uh, edit down the pause in between when I ask this question but every time there is a 5 to 10 second pause figuring out who you would want to talk to and I find that really interesting I I think I that it's because it finally moves you out of your brain kind of into your heart and you're like wait who do I want to actually talk to you know mm. not strategically just like uh who do I want to like talk to and so that's interesting Nicholas thanks so much for coming on for your time I know this is a little bit later in your day and I really appreciate you making this work. I know we've had to reschedule a few times. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you and then also uh, the Magic Five?
1: They can find me on LinkedIn, probably the best way to reach me. You can go to the Magic 5. I'll be there as a founder. Go to themagic5.com, check out our goggles, check out about the technology, but really hit me a message on, on LinkedIn if you need to, to ask me a question about the, the process or anything about e commerce. I'll, I'll try to answer.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jordan. Hey guys,
1: we hope you really
0: enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So,